Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PLS 363 podcast. Um, this is a podcast for developmental politics in South Korea. Um, I'm going to be trying to record these for most weeks. Um, I'm not sure if I would get them done for all of them, but what I'm going to try to do is use this podcast as a way to make five or ten minute kind of short introductions to the week's topic, um, hopefully give you some ideas or concepts to help frame the reading and the discussions we'll be having in class the following week. Um, so the topic we're going to be turning to this week grows out of what we discussed in class um, during the first week of the course, and that is the notion of development. Um, we talked about some of the historical roots and origins of this concept of development, some different ways of thinking about it. Um, you guys came up with some really interesting ideas and perspectives on how to think about development and the big question of what, what should be the goals of development. And, you know, and so in some ways we talked a lot about the history and what we would call the kind of ends, right? What should development um, be trying to accomplish? How will we know successful development when we see it? And for this week, we're going to kind of circle back a little bit and uh, get to the question of means, right? Means and ends, right? So not just what development should be doing, but how should countries go about trying to achieve these goals, right? And that has been kind of one of the enduring and central aspects of the development debate from its very inception in the post-war era, um, going back to the 1940s and especially ramping up in the 1950s. And one of the central axis of this debate has been, what is the role of the state, right? And in some ways, um, we didn't get to it in class on Wednesday, but one of the outgrowths of the system of colonialism and um, decolonization, as we discussed, was that um, in the wake of the colonial era, almost all corners of the globe came to be occupied by what we call states or nation states. And the state became the site of what was considered the instrument of development, right? Development was seen as taking place within a national or a state community. And then the question becomes, well, then what role does the state have in the developmental process? Um, what aspects should it play? I mean, the state is a kind of central political organization within any society, by and large. Um, you know, states have varying degrees of functionality and ability to shape and control the political system within the society. But by and large, even in what we would call quote unquote weaker states, um, the state looms large over a host of political, social, and economic institutions. So it's in this context that the idea of the developmental state emerges, right? Because you, you're going to end up with, to put things simply, kind of two perspectives, right? One saying the state should mainly serve to be a supporting role in the developmental process, that the state should try to provide things like infrastructure, a legal system, and, and other aspects to help support the economic system. But by and large, development should be a function of allowing the economy as this kind of autonomous part of society to develop and flourish and, and work by and large through market mechanisms, right? That that's going to be one view of this that's especially going to take center stage in the development debate in the 1980s and 90s, right? And we'll, we'll discuss that certainly within the course. Um, and you're going to have a more traditional view that certainly was uh, more commonly held in the 50s and 60s and increasingly has been making a return um, to the developmental discourse. And that is that the state should play an essential and central role in the process of promoting 
and advancing the cause of quote-unquote development, right? And it is within this debate, right? So I'm trying to give you some characterization of of the intellectual history, but also, again, the empirical um, reality of how these things unfolded. And in the developmental state as an entity, which is the central theme of the reading for this week, the required reading by Haggard, who is one of the you know, main thinkers in this kind of school of thought known as the developmental state, argues that the cases of South Korea and Taiwan um, particularly, um, but some even go back to the case of Japan. Um, famously, the scholar Chamros Johnson um, saw Japan as the kind of forerunner or leader of what became known as the East Asian model of development. Um, there's some debate as to how much China now fits in within this model. But For our purposes, just to give you some baseline ideas that hopefully will help guide you through the reading and will set us up for a nice discussion um, in class on Monday, Um, the core idea is that the state is an indispensable aspect of any sort of developmental enterprise. And the state, much more than providing kind of baseline um, institutions such as legal institutions and and basic kind of physical infrastructure, roads and and other electricity and so forth, the state needs to play an active role in managing um, the allocation of financial resources. So we're going to talk more about this in detail in the class. But from the developmental state perspective, the state should use its power to, in some ways, funnel investment, right? And so in, in developing countries, what is really lacking, right? And, and I guess it, in some ways is obvious, but it's an important thing that's also obvious, is that they lack financial resources. It's very limited, right? They lack financial capital. And the developmental state theory posits that what made cases like Korea or Taiwan or other places or Japan going back even to the Meiji era in the late um, 20, uh, late 19th and early 20th century was the central role that the state played in coordinating the aggregation, the collection of financial capital, and then the strategic distribution of that capital, right? And that pushes very strongly against a more kind of fundamental market-based economic model. Um, What is also a common feature in the developmental state kind of theory of development is that the state has a very close um, working relationship with major industrial actors, right? So in a developmental state model, um, it's not like a communist system where the state controls directly all of these financial resources or economic um, institutions, but nonetheless uses its ability to control and distribute financial capital through loans and other um, mechanisms as a means to shape the nature of industrial development, right? To select areas to target for development. In that way, developmental state theorists argue that this is more attractive than the kind of fundamental market model because it allows states to be more strategic and to use their scarce, right, limited resources in terms of financial capital to more productive end. That's really the essence of it. There's a lot more there. And I think as we go throughout the course, we're going to see that there's other potential issues with the developmental state model um, that emerge in our discussion and understanding of South Korea. Um, So I, I, you know, but I think it's important to develop at least a basic working understanding of this idea, because certainly the extent that South Korea is seen as a model of development, um, the developmental state theory has been kind of the central um, mechanism or theory for explaining and trying to understand that. And it's very interesting in in our case because it is a, a kind of regionalized theory. And one of the big questions is how much can this 
notion of development that took hold in East Asia, in Japan, in Korea, in Taiwan. Um, again, some people even include China now in this model, in Vietnam, um, in Thailand, and other places. How much can that be exported to other regions of the world in Latin America or other parts of Asia or the Middle East and so forth. Um, so there's a whole literature on developmental state and if it's applicable to countries in Africa. And is this only historically centered and, and rooted in a specific time period and so forth? These are all um, matters we're going to address in the class next week. So hopefully this helps give you some basic outlines. I know the reading might be a bit tough. So as I've asked you, please just try to engage with it as much as possible. And it's okay if you don't understand everything. That's fine. Um, in some ways, that's a, a really good intellectual endeavor to kind of take on a difficult reading, try to get as much as you can out of it and come up with some questions. We can open the class on uh, Monday with your questions about the reading. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Um, have a great weekend, and I look forward to seeing you on Monday.